This episode of Talk Central is brought to you by Pinnacle, Africa's top ICT distribution business, delivering the exceptional every time. I'm Richard Freberg. And I'm Duncan McLeod. This is Talk Central, episode 231, for the week starting 19 August 2018. Talk Central is brought to you by Tech Central. WhatsApp the show on 71 on Talk Central this week, a preview of NVIDIA's big keynote on Monday. Can't wait for that. Also this week, mm. DSTV and the SABC have a new deal, a new zero-rated WhatsApp rival launched in South Africa, and Tencent's earnings miss. It's Sunday, it's 1pm, we're live on live.techcentral.co.za and it's time to talk everything tech. Oh, welcome to the show. How's it, Rehart? How's it, Duncan? Very good, thanks. Shall we dive straight in with our quiz? I think let's do that. First question. NVIDIA is, this, is launching a new flagship gaming graphics card this Monday. What is it strongly rumored to be called? And Tesla CEO Elon Musk had a tearful interview with which U.S. publication this week that caused the company's shares to fall sharply? Third question. Nasperus has, uh, has invested in which U.S. mobile-based classifieds platform? And Apple is believed to be releasing three iPhone models this year. What will their screen sizes be, according to multiple reports in recent times? More iPhones, wow. <laughs> Fox is shutting its Janusberg data center and moving to which of the company's facilities in the East Rand? And as always, we'll get to the answers to the quiz at the end of the show. I, um, I just saw something very funny on, uh, on Facebook, by the way, which I really want to share if I can find it. Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, you're, uh, don't you hate it when Facebook you reopen it and it refreshes the feed and you don't and you, you can't lose find stuff, what you're yeah. looking for? Yeah. So I just saw this this uh, post by Alistair Otter. I'm sure he doesn't mind me mentioning his name, but I found this very funny. So he says, "So the day comes when you know you need to have the talk with your teenager. You've been putting it off, and you know you can't any longer. You prepare by gathering your facts and collecting relevant literature." You wait for the right moment and you sit the teenager down. You start by explaining the risks in not taking precautions. You list the various ways risky behavior could cause not only embarrassment but also potentially life-changing consequences. It all goes well and so you finish off by offering to help them set up their first VPN. (laughs) 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 That appeals to my sense of humor. (laughs) Oh, brilliant. Um, remember, you can WhatsApp the show, 071-999-1111. Um, we have a uh, we have a voice note um, today, and this is from uh, Iora. I'm just going to play it quickly. It's a little quiet, Rehat, so I hope you can hear it. Uh, right, let's listen. Hello, Duncan. Rehat. Um, it's Aura speaking. It's funny you guys were talking about the Note 9 launch, but um, no one really spoke about the the watch and the little speaker that came with the launch said really that Samsung accessories are not really a thing but nonetheless um, my question is in regards to esports um, do you guys see esports support seeing live sports uh, anywhere in the future because I mean esports gaming is big with the millennials and whatnot but um, the rugby's and the soccer's and the and the tennises are um, of old legacy uh, guys like myself, but I'm actually just 
the tea. But nonetheless, <laughs> that's not the point. <laughs> um, yeah, I know you guys don't speak much about esports, but just a question for you guys to think about. Yeah, esports. Um, I've always wondered whether esports should be considered a, an actual sport. Um, I suppose it has been. It is increasingly becoming seen as such. Uh, it's not something somewhere something I'm really an expert in. When I go to the annual Rage conference uh, uh, at the Dome here in mm, uh, Johannesburg mm. every year, um, it's huge, and there's big money behind esports. I don't know if you have a view, Rechot. Uh, um, oh, yeah, no, I'm look. I'm, I am a fan. It's just it's 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 kind of slowly progressing as a spectator sport. So these events, Rush, um, Rush and Rage. You know, Rush was the first uh, proper esports. Um, event where anybody could there was ways for anybody to kind of get the team in if they if they did the preliminaries yeah so it's certainly growing within the 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 kind of the gaming community without a doubt and i know of a lot of people that's got teams together you know a few mates and they play competitively they try and play competitively online within various tournaments um or they just play together as a a clan and play online games so Mm. Uh, it's 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 the mainstream adoption. I think it's ob- it's obviously big uh, big talk amongst the millennials, um, like like the WhatsApp message said. But uh, it's it's just a matter of time before we're going to start seeing it on TV. Super sports going to probably be. I'm sure they've already or they have already done um, certain uh, tournaments. They have, but, they have um, indeed. Yeah, they have indeed. But, but uh, you know, again, content content on that platform just gets consumed on Twitch and those platforms. So, and if you look at the numbers there, even out of South Africa, there's <laughs> the amount of guys streaming streaming the games. It's it's huge. That's true. The guys who who are into the sort of stuff are the guys who've got the broadband and they can they can they watch the stuff online. So, is mm. there really a role for a traditional broadcaster like DSTV to be carrying the stuff on the SuperSport channels? Well, yes, because they can salivatize into it, right? And, they, and they'll probably be able to um, reach a different audience. I mean, imagine sitting in a pub one day and seeing esports being played on the screen. I mean, it's, it's only a matter of time before that's going to happen. I must say, I'd much rather watch esports than watch five-day cricket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look, I've been, I've been watching a lot of gaming online it's, it's, for, for, for numerous reasons, you know, whether it's trying to get better at a game and see how the pros are playing it or some guys have very good entertainment value around their streams yeah, yeah. so you know it's entertainment and and a bit of sport and that's what makes it so versatile yeah i think sure. you'll i think we'll be talking a lot more about it in the future that's for sure yeah well thanks so much for your message i uh, you and you're right we didn't uh, really talk much about the new samsung galaxy watch that was in, launched alongside the node 9 i haven't had a chance to look at it at all yet mm. uh hopefully we'll get one in and uh, have, a, have a play around with it um at some point um, smartwatches are not, are not something that t- t- terribly excite me. Certainly not the ones from uh, the no. traditional cell phone companies. I really like mm. um, sports watches from li- the likes of Garmin, um, and mm. I find those highly versatile. But I'm, I'm, I, I feel no desire whatsoever to buy an Apple Watch or a Samsung Watch. I don't know about you, Rachid. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't, I don't wear a watch. I mean, it's, it's, it's yeah, it's, it doesn't really excite me. Uh, I guess once we get it in, in the country and we start playing with it, then we'll have that conversation. But from a launch point of view, it definitely wasn't the hottest thing that they announced. I mean, the phone was yeah. that thing. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So let's get into this week's news. And it's not really news yet, but uh, it is going to be news tomorrow. So I thought let's, uh, let's talk about it. NVIDIA is having a big keynote address. Uh, I think it's at 5 o'clock South African time tomorrow, at which they are expected to take the wraps off the uh, successor to the GeForce tw- uh, 1080 Ti and 1080 mm. graphics cards. 
the it's strongly rumored or one bitcoin in or one bitcoin that's what it's also called it's the value of one bitcoin right <laughs> right <laughs> I, think, I think it might be a bit more than that actually given the current bitcoin price <laughs> actually no i'm thinking dollars not i'm thinking rands not dollars um yeah if it's uh if it's the same as bitcoin it's gonna be the most expensive uh, gaming graphics card in history but i don't think it's going to be quite that much no for sure no it but, won't be but it's called the um it's called it's strongly rumored through nvidia's own um youtube uh sort of hype hyping of this event that, mm-hmm. uh, that it's going to be called the the geforce rtx not a gtx rtx 2080 um presuming there's going to be a 2080 ti model and probably a 2070 and a 2060 and a 2050 like there is with the current lineup of uh, of nvidia graphics cards but yeah, this yeah. this uh, may be maybe and i use the word may deliberately a big leap forward in graphics card design and technology and what it's going to do for gaming you've had a look at this record it's introducing something called ray tracing technology um, yeah, yeah. what is that exactly and, and what is it going to mean for gamers well, let me let me just firstly correct you there. I think it's already what they've launched because last week they did the, the uh, at a at an event called SIGGRAPH. They kind of they announced the the workstation or the the kind of the high end version of the card. That's not for gamers. That's for for production houses, for architects, um, so and video yeah, the, companies, specifically the guys making movies. Um, right. And and it's well worth checking out the SIGGRAPH 2018 um, keynote by NVIDIA CEO Jensen Huang. Um, it was actually a very inter- very entertaining keynote. Um, I watched it. Well worth checking I out. watched it. Very funny. Um, he, when he was, what when a he, great guy. When he was walking around the stage showing off and it was reflecting the, the light from the <laughs> – Exactly. And then, and then like he was going – Yeah, he's a real character, isn't he? Um, he was, yeah. He was saying yeah. like, something along the lines of, this is the, I'm the first CEO that ever had the chance to say giga rays on stage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was so funny. But to answer your question, so traditional graphic – and the reason why this is a leap forward. So RTX obviously means ray trace. Uh, technology. So ray tracing is is something that's the technology been, has been around, but for people that create video and render uh, render CGI and that kind of thing, like the guys that make uh, like Pixar and those guys, ray tracing was never really something that you could do realistically in real time. It produced the best quality in terms of you know how light bounces off subjects and how your how your how light gets perceived in in your models, but it took so long because the technology it wasn't there to properly program uh, to properly render it mm-hmm. um, the traditional rendering process we use was rasterization for lo- for the longest time and that's uh, the mess objects you see um, in many old uh, how how they made the animations it's you basically produce your image on these on this mesh um, 3d scale that the computer then does its mathematics on to predict where the light needs to fall that that kind of thing was a lot quicker to render but the quality wasn't as good mm-hmm. now for the first time or, or now nvidia has built in ray tracing specific gpu into sorry into the into the gpu mm-hmm. m- making it basically a lot faster for real time ray tracing rendering so if you can imagine any like a star wars and they actually had a very good star wars demo in the keynote i saw um, that and that was rendered real time and using obviously ray tracing. So when an object moves around, you also had a demo with a Porsche vehicle. If you look at, and, and the thing is rendered in real time. So this isn't pre-rendered and then played back. So you can make a change to a model and then play it back. And like you would do with normal video editing, for example, when you apply a setting, it would be there. It would be able to then um, be part of the scene and any light that needs to be affected by it or, or as a result of the change will then immediately be adapted which is pretty impressive. 
So what is this um, going to mean for for gaming? What 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 will how different will games look as a result of this technology? So obviously this will filter down in gaming technology because oh, in, into into the gaming section because uh, sector because of the way that games game developers produce games. It's very similar to to CGI movies these days. And the better you can have that uh, that that render, the more photorealistic your your games will look. Or it'll be able to. Um, uh, it'll be able to do something more intricate within the scene. Um, so it's just got a lot more processing power behind it. Um, a, a really interesting stat that, uh, that NVIDIA CEO uh, mentioned on stage was that these new cores um, are able to produce uh, or able to calculate 10 giga rays per second compared to the current fastest CPU in the world, which can do only a few hundred thousand. Hmm. Now, a giga, a giga ray is a billion light ray calculation. So if you can imagine wow. calculating a scene, figuring out where the light, because light is everything, right? What we see, what our eyes see is light bouncing off something. Yeah. So this is really making, going to produce photorealistic um, computer imagery and the guys will be and, and the designers will be able to do so in real time for gamers it'll mean much better quality gaming so if you imagine running through a city in gta a photorealistic city will now be possible so when you're running through or driving through light bouncing off buildings if the sun is low over the ocean mm. i mean you'll be able to now play with those realistic effects which is very exciting stuff I know some games have, and I'm no expert on the subject, but I know some games have something called volumetric god rays, um, which are really those effects as you're walking through a forest, for example, where the sunlight is coming through the leaves and onto the ground. Um, I know that uh, um, the Elder Scroll, latest Elder Scrolls game Skyrim, yeah, used, used it quite extensively. And I'd imagine that this technology is just going to take that to the next level. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, you'll be able to basically your, – your, your models – or whatever your engine is will now be able to just process so much more information. Um, and on, in real time too, so as soon as you make a change to it, you'll be able to see that. And I think that's going to be the biggest thing. And this is where gaming, the power of gaming comes in. So because in gaming it's very dynamic, as you move, the world do, does adapt to your movement. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you can interpret that in so many ways within gaming. Yeah. Um, we, we're in for a very exciting time. Um, and I'm, I'd be interested to see if, if, if the blockchain technology is going to be making use of the extra processing power or the extra um, <laughs> well, you know, the architecture in this. Well, that's, that's really interesting because he said in his keynote that um, – well, no, it wasn't in the keynote. It was in NVIDIA's results, I think, which came out during the course of this week. They said that um, the demand from uh, crypto miners has fallen off a cliff, and they're expecting zero demand from crypto miners going forward. Oh, that's interesting. Very, very that's interesting. Very interesting. So maybe, just maybe, these things, these, this RTX 2080 will actually be in stores. <laughs> yeah, and at not to, to an expensive price. So look, it, it'll be interesting to, to see the adoption from gamers. Obviously, we're going to need to wait for the gaming technology to now introduce, um, you know, the technology that will make full use of this graphics card. Otherwise, you're yeah. just going to be still running uh, previous-gen technology. Yeah, it might be Although, you know, we, Yeah, exactly. But, you know, they'll probably be um, – We'll be. We'll see tomorrow, but there's probably going to be launch titles. I'm sure there will um, be. I'm sure there will be. Maybe something like a Red Dead Redemption, which is a big title coming up. Uh, that would be nice to see. If yeah, well, any. that's that's not coming to PC though, unfortunately. Well, there's. I heard rumours that it will. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, maybe they'll but make yeah, it maybe. Nice, but then. Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> maybe, maybe. But they, look, there are so many amazing games out there that could, you know, that with, you know, if the if with the developers patch. did include, yeah, did include a, a patch for it, because I mean, how why else would you want to buy a card if there's not uh, nothing that you can, mm-hmm. 
you know, really exploit in the game. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the RTX 2018 will make use of it. It won't be as powerful um, as as the. I'm trying to. What was that? The other models. Um, oh, the um, um, the the ones they announced last week. Yes, you? yes. The RTX, the Quadro RTX 8000, and the RTX 6000. Those are more like the workstation um, cards that's got. Did you see the prices on those? The high end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the yeah, most they, expensive they, one was ten thousand dollars. Yeah, it's crazy. And you know, I'm I'm. I'm looking forward to seeing the YouTube videos where some of the guys are going to try and, you know, use those four games. Yeah. Um, because I'm sure you'll be able to, to do some interesting things with some hacks. But, uh, yeah, it's not feasible for, for the average Joe yeah. like us. But, yeah, the Quadro RTX 8000 has got 48 gigabytes of memory for $10,000. But, I mean, if, if you look at the demo that they showed at the, the, the Star Wars demo, that, and it's well worth checking out if you haven't seen it. Um, but if you go check out the demo that they rendered, the Star Wars uh, animation, that was done on one card. Very which impressive. is crazy. So one workstation in a design studio or an animation studio can now, um, you know, do so much more. Probably save a lot of time, save a lot of money. Uh, it's, it's going to be a massive help to the industry. Yeah, and we've got some local players in that industry too. So you know, it's going to be good all around to see what people do with it. Yeah, I'll probably take a bit of a wait and see attitude on this uh, on this new card. So I've recently upgraded to a, to a 1080 Ti. Uh, which plays just about anything I throw at it in 4K very very well, um, but I'll, I'll have to. I'll, I think I'll adopt a wait and see until some some until there's a big game that comes out that uh, would justify the upgrade. Really produces it, yeah. Because this yeah, thing ain't going to sure. be cheap. Look, I'll definitely get my hands on a review unit as soon as they land in the country, and then we'll we'll have the conversation again. But I agree yeah. with you. I've got a 1070 Ti, and to be honest with you, value for money, that's still my favorite card. Yeah. Uh, yeah. you, you know, I play everything on max resolution. It's you know, I don't have a screen the size of yours, so you know, <laughs> I, I, I can't compare it quite like for like. But to be honest with you, for most people's use, a 10, 1070 um, is great value for money. For full HD gaming at 1080p, that's uh, it, it's absolutely perfect. I think it's when you start to push mm. into 4K and start to maximize well, on exactly, the settings exactly, that you need exactly. it. I, I suspect. I mean, even then, uh, I think the 1080 Ti does struggle a bit on on some titles and with with every setting maxed out. Uh, I suspect mm. that this new card uh, will handle all of that in its stride at 4K. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's going to be exciting to see. But I look forward to it. The keynote is uh, tomorrow, 5 p.m. South African time. And um, it's almost certainly going to be called the GeForce RTX 2080. And uh, there'll yeah. no, no doubt be um, va um, value models as well uh, on RTX 1070 possibly. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Similar to before. And then let's not, let's not forget the beautiful benefit of pricing dropping across the board for the new range. Um, so the 1080s will become cheaper without yes. a doubt. The 1070s will become cheaper. Yes, yes. Um, so it might be good to keep an eye in the next few months for, for upgrade specials. Yeah, yeah. It's just that the Bitcoin price doesn't triple in the next few months. Otherwise, all the, min <laughs> all the miners are going to be back. But uh, but for now, it's uh, it's looking good to get stock of this product into the country. Um, it's also because all the miners have gone. Sorry, all the miners have gone to browser-based mining. So all those beautiful websites you visit with uh, built-in mining—that's where they are offloading all their processing requirements to. <laughs> You've been visiting those porn sites again, Richard? <laughs> <laughs> no, in fact, not. It's the, it's the streaming services for all the animations we don't get in South Africa. <laughs> now, I know those BitTorrent services have started doing that. Um, mm. I've, I've completely stopped using BitTorrent. It's just a mm. nightmare. Um, as, you know, with Netflix and, and Showmax and Amazon and all there's the rest. No reason to there's no reason to anymore. pirate yeah. anything anymore. Um, there's so much content out there. I just can't keep up. Um, and, and that's fantastic. Yeah. And, and the software is dodgy. This, this peer to peer software is pretty, pretty dodgy. 
Look, torrenting, the technology is still sound. I mean, I, I do still use it for legitimate stuff when I need to download large files. There's an, some amazing open source content out there, and I don't mean it tongue in cheek. <laughs> um, so uTorrent, uTorrent as an app is still fantastic, and we do we are digressing a bit, but sure. you know, I wouldn't blame the technology for for dodgy websites. You know, yeah, uTorrent is the one I stopped using because I was getting a bit suspicious about it. I moved to something. I don't use it anymore, but I used to. I moved to something called QBitTorrent. Uh, which is basically an open source freeware version of uTorrent um, oh, without or any potentially dodgy software built into it. The code is completely open source. Um, and uh, the last time I used it anyway, it worked really well, Qubit Torrent. Mm. I must have checked it out. Mm. So tomorrow, 5 o'clock, I shall be in front of my computer watching that keynote. Looking forward to seeing oh, yeah. the announcements and some of the demo videos and, and some of the games that are coming. But quite exciting and news, I suspect, in the in the gaming world. Mm, uh, is, is, mm. um, is AMD still a, a big thing out there in the graphics, in the GPU world? Um, they, they, are, they, they are a thing. They're not a big thing. Um, I actually was going to mention it earlier, and I lost the link now. They do. There is a rumored new card from them coming out that's obviously also, you know, just stepping things up a notch yeah. um, on the workstation side. So, but yeah, to be honest with you, you know, they're not, yeah, if I was going to spend my money, I still, I'll we'll still go with NVIDIA. Just have a... Mm. Yeah, I, I guess just better overall performance for value for money. They do seem to be killing opinion. it. Yeah. They do seem to be killing it, um, and their trade price of Nvidia's is uh, is quite remarkable. They're worth more than IBM. Mm. Uh, yeah, that is crazy. <laughs> but I mean, if you look, if you look, we were talking a lot about CGI. Um, the reason why they're going ray tracing and the reason why they're investing in this technology um, in their touring platform, which is really what's addressing the need for. Um, production houses, you know, Hollywood is driving lots of money in in tech. Yeah. W- whether it's whether it's just tech that you use like drone technology, or whether it's uh, actual you know computer processing technology, um, there's a big demand for being able to do CGI on the fly. And the quicker you can do it, and the better you can do it. Obviously, you know, there's mm. more money to be spent in that industry. So yeah. animation has always been a big thing, but I think we're going to see some really interesting things and and. The, the business around it is going to be booming. Mm. CGI used to be, I mean, high-end CGI used to be the domain of, of big Hollywood movies only, but increasingly on Netflix, for example, I'm seeing TV series that mm. are making use of very advanced um, very advanced CGI. I'm a big fan of the, uh, a TV show, um, Peaky Blinders. I don't know if you've seen that show. Yes, yes, love it. Uh, and the C- use of CGI to um, to recreate Birmingham from the 1920s or whenever it was mm. uh, with those smokestacks and that, that sort of coal-polluted those coal polluted streets. You can see yeah. a lot of that is, is computer-generated, but it's so well done. It looks like the real thing. Now imagine if that technology, uh, if you from with your high-end computer, you know maybe you have to spend more to get the proper graphics card. But if with your high-end computer, if you'd be able to do those kind of renders with the right software, with the right know-how, mm. now you know movie makers from any, on any budget can really push the boundaries of what they can do. And that's I think the exciting things. Mm. Just technology in general becoming more accessible and and, and affordable, um, and more powerful. Let's not forget that. Yeah. And it's incredible how much uh, how much RAM, video RAM, they're putting into these cards now. I think the last generation was uh, 11 gigabytes uh, on the yeah. 1080, 1080, 1080 Ti, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we're pushing 15, 16 gig on the model that's being announced tomorrow. Oh yes, oh yes, yeah, I know. It's, uh, <laughs> it's and I'm most excited about seeing the titles. What what are the titles that's going? Because they're probably going to be announcing a new game or doing something with a really hot existing title. You can be absolutely sure they're working with publishers to uh, to have games at launch or mm. um, in time for the launch, whenever that is. Uh, 
we don't know when these are actually going to be in store. But, yeah, yeah. But yeah. look, this is game launch season two, so it makes sense to be partnered to you know with one of the big AAA titles to be to be doing something really exciting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe I'm just trying to think what games are coming up. Uh, the one I'm looking for is Just Cause 4, um, which has uh, tornadoes in it, which sounds really cool. Oh, yeah, that's going to be interesting. Um, but I, I, I don't follow the space that closely. So I know they're big t- there are definitely big titles coming before the end of the year. Mm. Um, I, I'm really hoping there's – I hope you're right. Maybe there's an announcement around Red Dead Redemption uh, coming to Look, PC. Look, Rock, yeah, they would be – I mean, that franchise is so big, they would really be silly to, to, to keep it um, – confined to a, uh, a platform space. Yeah. But if you look at what the Xbox is doing, the Xbox One, and how close, you know, if, if you look at the, the, the game engine, what you can do with it now, you know, there's not a big difference between the Xbox um, AAA, Xbox One AAA title and the PC title in terms of what's required to run it. So yeah. porting it, I don't think is a big of a deal it was it, was it used to once be. Mm. Um, mm. So, yeah, it's going to be... So maybe, but but Good. Rockstar Rockstar has always been a bit reluctant on PC. GTA Five, I think, only came out two hours two hours two years after the original mm. version, and the original Red Dead Redemption never came to PC. And now, but now it's massive. GTA is still one of the biggest games on PC. Yeah, you're going, still to, one of the you're going to broadest games. You're going to Steam and look at that bestsellers list in Steam, mm. and it's it's always in the top ten. Despite, oh, yeah. despite, oh, yeah. I think they've recently dropped the price, but it's it's still like a five hundred buck game or something, and it's 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 constantly in the top ten. I'd love to see some updated sales numbers on GTA Five. That that must be the the biggest selling game in history. Oh like, yeah, in terms of oh, yeah. No, it's I mean, and and also if if you look at the amount of money that people spend in game, um, you know, a lot of guys make money from in game transactions these days. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, it's it's a massive economy. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, for sure. So 071 send us a WhatsApp and let us know uh, whether you plan to upgrade to the GeForce RTX, I keep saying GTX, RTX 2080, um, and uh, uh, what would uh, what would stop you from getting it? Um, 071 999 What would be a good price for that? I reckon it's probably going to land at about fifteen or 16000 It'll need to mm. be like a, a jump up from what's out there currently. Well, that's about the price of a 1080 Ti now, I think, um, round about that. Uh, I um, thought they came down a bit. Um, wow, they're still sitting at that price. I think so. Um, in fact, they went up to about 18,000 when we had the graphics card shortage. Uh, and of course, the RAND has weakened significantly. So who knows? Maybe we're going to see a 20 grand graphics card. Mm. Yeah, then, you know, one graphics card and one iPhone, you're, you're down 40,000 RAND. I mean, that's not nice, is it? No. <laughs> Yeah, it's not not cheap being a gamer, PC gamer. Yeah, know. I'm just just quickly looking at the latest pricing. It seems you can get a 1080 Ti for twelve thousand right Oh, the now. price has come down then. Okay. So they, they, uh, you still do get the models that are more expensive. This the 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 Aorus um, by Gigabyte is still a fifteen and a half thousand, but mm-hmm. so that's obviously got some overclocked features built in. The EVGA one, uh, but that might be imported. Yeah. So I mean, the prices have definitely dropped. EVGA is a great brand. Yeah, yeah, it is. But this model, this one that I'm looking at, is definitely import because it's seven, eighteen thousand rand. Right, right. So shop around is the message. But you might get mm. some good deals with the with the RTX twenty eighty coming out. The price of these. I've already seen some good deals. Yeah, online. If take you get a SSD free with a um, VGA card purchase with some in like the ten seventy, which is a very good deal. Mm-hmm. So you save about two or three grand there. Okay. I think. Okay. 
Cool. Speaking of good deals, um, I don't know if you saw this news this week, Rachel, about this, this new messaging service, South African developed messaging platform for Android called Moya Messenger. Uh, it, uh, it's interesting. It's very similar to WhatsApp, um, but the selling point is that data is zero rated when you use it. So you can send messages hmm. completely free of charge. Now, there is a caveat here, a big one. Um, it does not include sending and receiving images and video and audio. It's only for text-based messages, which is free. Uh, and they do this through reverse billing with the big four operators, Telcom, Celsi, Vodacom, MTN. Uh, and apparently you don't even have to have a, an airtime or data balance in order to use it and to send messages. That sounds very, very compelling. Um, yeah, it does. I mean, there's so many situations where, you know, just having plain text available to you for free, I, can, I think it could be a massive help, you know, for, especially for a lot of families that can't afford simple messaging even, you know, just being able to stay in contact by, mm. by a text. This is fantastic. Yeah, and I'm sure there are a lot of people out there who simply, you know, they, they, you know, they use up their prepaid data and then they don't have any until they go to the shop and recharge or um, perhaps they just don't have the money to, to recharge. So this mm. could provide a, an essential means of communication. I fired it up on my phone um, and had a look at it um, and not a single one of my contacts was using it either. I must have another look. Uh, but um, they're going to face the same challenge that any company mm. taking on WhatsApp is going to have, and that's actually just getting subscribers onto the platform, um, whether offering free text-based uh, chat or zero-rated text-based chat is enough to do that. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, mm. But WhatsApp is now so entrenched in the South African market, everyone has it. Yeah, definitely. But but look, I do see, I mean, if it's free, I would imagine that, you know, a family would set it up to just to chat between themselves because now it's just an alternative. They might still use WhatsApp for everything else, but, mm. or for, for certain, ch you know, chats to friends that's got that platform. Yeah. But if a family can communicate for free, look, there's also, don't some of the other operators still have plans where you get WhatsApp for free or WhatsApp zero rated? I think so. Well, they, they, they are. They do. They do. It's not free. The plan isn't free, though. You have to pay something like five or ten bucks a month, or I think oh, no, get that. MTN yeah. is thirty bucks a month, I think. Um, so it's not free. So this is the idea behind Moya Messenger: is this completely free? You don't have to buy a bundle at all. Um, so where do they make? How do they survive as a business then? They sell advertising on it to the platform. Oh, I see. Mm. Okay, okay, that mm. makes sense. Uh, and I think they charge um, companies to to uh, target their users. Mm. So once again, mm. there's, if a product's free, it means you are the product. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but hey, anything that you can, you know, get value. I can see lots of value in this, you know, especially if you want to chat, if you want to communicate for free. I'm not mm. talking having long, not saying having long conversations, but staying in touch. You know, where are you? What time are you going to be home? These kind of conversations, yes. especially in households where, where airtime is of a premium or is scarce. Yeah, this is a nice, uh, nice thing to look into. I'll definitely check it out. Yeah, have a look at it, install it, and uh, send me a message. See if it comes through. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I had no one on it to test this week because there was no, none of my contacts were using yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but that's Moya Messenger. We'll uh, include a link uh, to that on the webs in, in the show notes to this week's show. At that point, though, I think we need to take a quick ad break. We'll be back in just a moment. Are you a search engine? Because you found me. I feel we have a strong connection. Well, you're pretty fly for a Wi-Fi. Should we drop it like a hotspot and head back to yours so we can show Max and snuggle? 
Let's get giga with it. Uh, but I don't have fiber. Don't get caught in 50 shades of delay. Broadband your horizons and switch to Vox's super fast, super reliable fiber network. Experience the momentum. Connect your world. Visit us at vox.co.za forward slash fiber. Bitco is revolutionizing the way businesses connect. We're taking on your connectivity challenges and shooting our high-speed fiber internet across the country. Not just for some, but for everyone. Fiber is not a luxury, but a necessity. For business, for life, for you. And being connected is everything. So network with a tier one internet provider and take your business to the next level of connectivity. Bitco.co.za. Connectivity is everything. Well, welcome back to the show. How's it, Rehart? How's it, Duncan? Good, thanks. So uh, DSTV and MultiChoice have renewed their channel supply agreement. Um, this is a complex, there's a complex backstory to this thing. Um, but uh, their, the, their first contract they signed was five years ago. And um, MultiChoice was variously accused of stealing the SABC's archives and of, um, of forcing the SABC into a position where they um, would not carry their um, free-to-air channels on an encrypted platform. Um, uh, I'm not going to repeat all the history because I think many people listening mm. to the show know mm. it. Uh, but um, it was a highly disputed contract, and there's no doubt that MultiChoice exerted enormous pressure on the SABC over their commercial battle with ETV to um, to to try to stop uh, the encryption of terrestrial uh, television in South Africa. Um, I, I think that encryption of terrestrial tele- free-to-air terrestrial television was a bad idea, uh, but I think MultiChoice really used their, um, their 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 strong position in the market to really try and bully a competitor uh, into agreeing to a position in a commercial contract which had really nothing to do with encryption. Um, so that that contract was um, was very heavily scrutinised, including in Parliament. Now they've they've renewed it, and um, they've uh, the SABC has made it clear that. Uh, that the new contract is in quote marks clean uh, and uh, that there's nothing dodgy in it. Um, they haven't said how long the contract has been renewed for. I suspect it's at least another five years. Uh, mm. And this is for the supply of two channels to DSTV by the SABC. That's SABC News, the 24-hour news channel, and SABC Encore, which um, is uh, apparently, I haven't seen it, but apparently it's um, all the uh, old shows from the SABC from back in the day, um, old soap operas and... Uh, Afrikaans shows and stuff, um, which DSTV will carry on its platform, continue to carry on its platform for the foreseeable future. Um, but yeah, it was uh, that deal was um, was very controversial. It was uh, negotiated mm. and signed by um, Claudio Motswaneng, who is no longer at the SABC, thank goodness. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, yeah um, I'm not sure there's too much more to say on that without delving into a great deal of history about this contract and the fight between ETV and multi-choice over encryption, which we've been over so many times on this podcast. So mm. maybe we should just move on to our next news item. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, swiftly. swiftly, moving swiftly along, uh, Tencent uh-huh. uh, put out earnings this week that missed um, analysts' forecasts and the share price took a smack along with Nasbash, of course, which owns 31.2% of Tencent. And um, it, it is starting to show that uh, operating in China is not necessarily the easiest thing, even if you're a company of 10 cents size. Uh, the main earnings miss seems to be related to the fact that the Chinese government, Chinese censors, uh, have stopped it from launching uh, major titles um, in that market on desktop, um, including uh, PUBG, 
hmm. on desktop. Uh, basically, the Chinese have hmm. said you can't hmm. you can't launch this. Uh, I can't remember the reasons. I think it had to do with violence in the game. Uh, they were insisting that they they uh, somehow toned down the violence in 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 PUBG to make it look more more uh, animated and, and comical, uh, so that um, so that it could pass the senses. Really, <laughs> yeah, that was, <laughs> so my, silly. that was my thought as well. Uh, but you know, it shows you the difficulty of operating in a market that's not mm. really not really free, um, mm. and where mm. the vagaries of the Communist Party government uh, can have a very real impact on your on your earnings. And again, for sure. But if you get, it, yeah, sorry, sorry, go for it. No, if, but if you do have a product that it hits in China, that's a big hit. Then you could, you know, then you make lots of money, and as a business, you'll be very well off. So, at which point do you give in to those kind of demands or requests? Yeah, I suppose it's the same uh, discussion that Google is now having. They uh, they walked away oh, yeah. from the Chinese market ten years ago, and are now reportedly looking at launching a search engine there again. Uh, and mm. that is um, causing all sorts of consternation at Google head office, where apparently many, many employees are very unhappy about Google going back into that market and complying mm. with yeah. Chinese censorship. Yeah, it's a tough place to be. It is for sure. And uh, once again, I, th- I suppose um, just emphasizes the point that NicePatch needs to um, needs to broaden its earnings base away from Tencent, which uh, mm. um, which uh, you know just dominates its market capitalization. I had a very interesting chat this week, by the way, with uh, Bob Van Dyke and uh, Alec Oxenford, respectively the group CEO of Nuspash and the founder, co-founder of LetGo, which is a massive, massive mobile-based uh, payments platform in the U.S. Nuspash has just invested $500 million into LetGo. Um, wow. Alex Oxenford was uh, also co-founder of OLX, uh, which is now a Nuspash business. Um, a very interesting business let go, and I'd, I'd highly recommend going to have a listen to that podcast if you haven't heard it yet. And um, I'm very pleased to say we have another podcast with uh, the nice pair CEO, Bob Van Dyke, lined up for later this week. Uh, we are going to be talking broader NASPAR strategy and where the company's going, um, what its investment criteria uh, investment uh, criteria is when it comes to new investments, um, the overall group strategy. Um, so I'm looking really looking forward to that uh, podcast. It'll be out towards the end of this week. And that, Rechart, I think is our news this week. Um, shall we move on to our regular features? Yeah, indeed. Uh, what's your pick? Oh, no, we could do winner and loser first. Uh, <laughs> always getting ahead of myself. Well, the winner this week is Adapt IT. They put out quite strong results uh, despite the weak economy. Organic growth up uh, 13%. I think with acquisitions, they grew at 36%. Uh, that's pretty solid performance, uh, especially given the weak state of the South African market. They're a consistent performer. Uh, their share price has been under huge pressure in the last year. Um, this company itself saying, the CEO, Sabu Shabalala, uh, saying that they've been buying back shares because the, they believe the share price is grossly undervalued. Um, but they've, they've been a consistent performer over the years, a mix of organic and acquisitive growth. Um, and uh, the share price did bounce a bit on the, on the numbers, though it's still very weak. Uh, but uh, consistent performance. I thought uh, we should make Adapt IT and also its CEO, Sabu Shabalala, winners this week. And our loser is Tencent for the uh, reasons we have uh, we have just elaborated on. What's your pick, Rechat? So in the spirit of PUBG, um, I've been playing <laughs> with a new phone this week um, called the Razer phone. Now, if you don't, if this doesn't ring a bell, Razer is a brand that produces gaming peripherals and gaming stuff. So this, for all intents and purposes, is a gaming-specific phone. 
And and basically what they did to achieve that was uh, produce a phone with a screen that's got a very high refresh rate. So it's got running yeah. at 120 megahertz with a resolution hertz. of four hertz. Yeah, yeah, hertz. Sorry, hertz with a resolution of 1440 by 2560. Now it, this is actually a very nice phone. I must be. Honest, I've been playing with it for about three days now, um, and it's it's kind of a nice departure from the phones that you're used to. That's kind of targeted at a mainstream consumer market. Um, the Razer phone is pretty square shaped and it's got quite hard edges. So, I mean, it's obviously designed for a more kind of a robust feel in the hand, especially when you, when you're gaming around it. Yeah. The screen, like I said, is really nice. Deep blacks. When you play mobile games like PUBG or any racing game um, that's out there, the refresh rate just makes the experience. It feels like you're playing a little console almost, if that makes sense, like a yeah. like a Nintendo Switch type of thing. You know, it's it's just the, the experience is nice. There's two speakers on the front too, so you get a really good. And normally, when you hold your phone with two hands to play a game, your 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 hands cover the speakers that mm. are normally situated at the bottom of the phone, right? So. With this phone, the speakers are front facing on the side, uh, of, on the bottom uh, and the top of the phone. Mm-hmm. Um, so for that point of from point of view, it's you know you, you get a much better sound quality from your from your from your game. And um, it's powered by the Snapdragon Qualcomm eight thirty five. It's got eight gigabytes of RAM. Eight wow. Um, eight gigabytes of RAM. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, it is the intended <laughs> for the games that do that are able to push to push up. Um, you know, the, the capacity for that. A 4,000 milliamp hour battery, so the mm-hmm. battery life certainly is a problem. Um, I've been playing quite a lot of games on the, on this, a lot of screen on time, and the battery, I mean, it's not blown me away anything more than um, a current really high-end smartphone, but it was really good regardless for, you know, especially because it's got that screen, which without a doubt takes, um, takes slightly more power um, than a normal screen. Yeah. Um, you can upgrade the memory. There is, there is an SD card slot, so 64 gigabyte internal storage. And then you can obviously upgrade it with a micro SD card slot. Doesn't have a 3.5 mil audio jack, which is quite interesting because you would imagine gamers would want yes. um, to be plugged in. It's got a USB C, but it comes with an adapter that allows you to then put in a three or connect a 3.5 mil. Obviously, you can also do. Uh, Does it come with an audio. adapter? It comes with an adapter, yes. Okay. So that's quite a good thing. Um, now, in terms of the camera, this, I mean, it's got a 12 megapixel rear facing and 8 megapixel front facing camera. So it's it's. It's all right, but it's not a. It's not designed as a. You can't compare this to an iPhone or P20 Pro or anything like that. Mm. Um, it's just not the same type of experience. This is for the for the person that, that plays a lot of mobile games um, and really want the best screen experience um, for that. Look, if you've got a current high end phone, you'll still see. A, if you compare something like the 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 iPhone X, for example, with the OLED screen or the Sam, the new Samsung uh, Note Nine, you know, you, you'll you'll Kind of get a similar but totally different gaming experience. What I find with this one is because of the, that refresh rate, that high refresh rate, it, it really makes all the difference, especially with a game like PUBG where the action with a lot of people around you, or Fortnite for that matter, but uh, Fortnite's not yet on Android. So that when, when Fortnite comes out, you know, there's even more reason um, mm. to really appreciate a, a screen like this. So, so what does the 128th, sorry, the 120 hertz refresh actually do for the experience? It's able to draw. Uh, it's basically able to draw on screen, you know, a lot quicker. So it's able to produce a, a much smoother flow to a game. If you right. have a lower um, refresh rate, um, you'll probably have a slightly more jerky experience. If you if you turn it down completely, where with with something like this, if you look at uh, some of the computer screens now as well, um, where they are rated at the same 120 hertz, it, yeah. it, it just gives you a much smoother. So if you compare that with um, 
high resolution, like rich colors, and you have this really smooth experience, smooth transition between each of the frames. It happens very, very quickly. Yeah. Um, at that high refresh rate on your eye, it'll just feel like a much more comfortable um, experience. Okay. And pricing for the phone? Um, you're probably going to be paying about thirteen to 15,000 Rand. Uh, I haven't received official pricing for this locally yet. Um, but yeah, you're going to be paying around thirteen to fifteen. I wouldn't, I don't know if it's on any contracts. Yeah. I haven't seen that yet. Um, but yeah, for gamers, if you're a gamer, it's, it's certainly worth looking at. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, and it's running Android 7.1. So that's Nougat. Okay. My pick this week, uh, Rechard, do you remember uh, ASCII art? You don't really see it around that much mm. anymore. Um, but it's a real yeah. art It's a real art form. But my pick this week is a new app. Or I'm not sure quite how old it is. Um, but it's an Android app called ASCII Cam. And uh, all you do is haul out your phone, Ooh. take a photograph, or even ho- just hold it up. And in real time, it will convert the image that's going in through the camera sensor into ASCII art. Uh, nice. So you can take a. Uh, it uses. It'll use the front facing or rear facing cameras on your Android phone. So you can hold it up and take a selfie, and it'll instantly create to take a picture in ASCII, which you can then share with your friends or post on Facebook. Um, quite cool. Probably not very useful. I've just installed it. This is so <laughs> awesome. This is like. Uh, that's where all that processing power goes to to try and convert uh, images into ASCII art. <laughs> but ASCII, ASCII cam for Android, it's, uh, it's, fu- it's fun to fiddle around with for a little bit. That is very cool. Very <laughs> cool. So I'm using a 15,000 Rand phone with a 120 hertz refresh rate. Best gaming phone you can buy, and I'm looking at ASCII art on that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, go have a look at it. It's good fun. I'm sure you'll uninstall it again after half an hour, but uh, it's, 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 it, is, it is some fun. Take a picture of your dog or your cat and uh, see how it comes out. Quite cool. And that, I think, is another show. Um, as always, oh, wait. Quiz results. Before I forget, <laughs> let me do the first one. NVIDIA is launching a new flagship gaming graphics card on Monday. What is it strongly rumored to be called? And that, of course, is the GeForce RTX 2080. Second question. Tesla CEO Elon Musk had a tearful interview with which U.S. publication this week that caused the company's shares to fall sharply? And the answer is the New York Times. And Nusbat has invested in which U.S.-based, uh, sorry, U.S. mobile-based classifieds platform? And that's LetGo. Fourth question, Apple is believed to be releasing three iPhone models this year. What will their screen sizes, according to multiple reports, uh, be? And the answer there is 5.8, 6.1, and 6.5 inches. I'm really thinking about that 6.5-inch uh, iPhone model. I may just still can't believe go. I'm hearing this. I still may go Apple this year. Um, <laughs> shoot me now. <laughs> well, when I see the 35,000 Rand price tag, I might not. Uh, Vox. That's why we got... Contracts, Duncan. That's how we got contracts. <laughs> Vox is shutting its Johannesburg data center and moving it to which company's facilities on the East Rand, and that is Terraco. Hmm. And if you haven't, uh, if you've missed our last few shows, you won't know that we now play out with a song pick uh, of the week. And Rechot, it is your turn to choose one this week. What have you got? So I thought, you know, we've we've been kind of hitting it hard with the the classic rock over the last few weeks, and mm-hmm. I thought I'd. Uh, Step things in a different direction. Um, the artist uh, and the song that I've chosen this week, the artist is Beth Ditto. And the song is In and Out. Um, now, if you hear the song and you are into indie music, you would have definitely uh, heard of, of this, the voice would definitely be familiar to you. And she's the, she was a lead singer in a band called The Gossip. 
Um, that was, they have a few great hits, and it's well worth checking them out. Um, she's got a very powerful voice, really great beat to most of her music. It's well worth uh, listening to the other stuff that the gossip does and uh, Beth Ditto. Great. Well, this track is called In and Out. Uh, if you, of course, if you have any feedback, before I forget, info at techcentral.co.za or use our WhatsApp line 071-999-1111 and we may use voice notes in future episodes unless you tell us not to, of course. <laughs> and yeah. with that, from Rechard and myself, until next time, enjoy the Beth Ditto and we'll see you next Sunday. Ciao, ciao.